Hi everyone and welcome to another Strategy Skills Podcast. In today's podcast, I'm going to step out of the Empire International Study to talk about something else that uh, is important to all consultants and executives, and that is how to resign, right? And the reason this comes up is because we've recently had a resignation within Firms Consulting and I want to talk to you about how it was handled and how you should handle these things, right? And I think it's important you listen to this podcast because at some point in your life, you're going to want to leave an organization. And you want to leave an organization in a way whereby they don't feel that you were, you know, selfish when you resigned, right? Now, while that may be the focus of this call, I want to distinguish between two ways you can resign. When you are a consultant or an executive, you are either part of the inner circle of key people that the organization relies on, or you're not part of the inner circle. Now, what defines the inner circle? Is it, do you have a specialized skill? Or do you have some unique knowledge that the organization needs? No, that doesn't make you part of the inner circle. What makes you part of the inner circle is two things. Does the leadership of the organization consider you to be important to the future of the organization? Does the leadership of the organization rely and listen to your opinion? And does the leadership of the organization break rules for you? I'm going to give you some examples of this from my own career, right? One of the things that I, it's just my personality, I think, that I've always been good at is building relationships with senior people. When I was an analyst at the firm, the managing partner for that office used to speak to me a lot. You know, he'd come in on a Monday morning. I'd be there, you know, he comes in late, whatever meeting he has to attend, and he'll stop at my desk and tell me how his weekend went, who he played golf with, or if he had a funny meeting with a client, he'll come to me and he'll discuss it with me in front of everyone. He'd come to me and he'd discuss it. Now, I didn't have any special skills at that point. I was certainly not, not the best business analyst in the office, but I just got along much better with older people. And we'd get along enormously well. In fact, we'd get along so well that I remember one of my friends who worked in the knowledge center, the library, for lack of a better word, in that office told me that people had advised her not to be friends with me because I was so close to the managing partner and that if, for that office, anyway, the managing director, sorry, for that office, and if, um, you know, she did anything wrong or if she said anything, it was going to get back up to him. So that is the definition of being part of the inner circle. And... Does the organization take your opinion seriously? Let me give you an example involving that managing director. That managing director went to university with uh, this very prominent woman in business, and he wanted to join the firm to head up some part of the business as a direct entry partner, which is very rare. And I was asked to interview her in round two. I was one of the people asked to interview, and I didn't like the lady. I thought she was very entitled. I didn't think she would work hard. It's a problem I've had with partners my whole life who retire. They don't work hard enough. And I remember telling the managing director in the office, look, I know she's your friend. I know you like her, but I, I, my personal feeling is that she's not going to work hard enough. What do you think happened? Well, you know you're part of the inner circle when there's no pushback. They just take your opinion seriously. I was an analyst at that time. I shouldn't even be... I shouldn't even be interviewing a partner from a rival firm, but they let me do it, right? They probably thought I'd say yes. But I said no. No dispute, she never joined the firm. 
So that's the second criteria. The third criteria is they break rules for you. I can tell you right now, it, is an, it was an ongoing joke and an ongoing example by the finance department in our office and the offices where I worked that I had the most ridiculous laundry bills. Everywhere I traveled, I would give my shirts, which were quite expensive, to the most prestigious laundry service and dry cleaning service in that city, and they would dry clean it. And I remember once, this really nice lady, I loved her, she worked in the finance department. I mean, she was a really nice lady, I really liked this lady. She came to me and said, look, I've done a calculation, and I looked at how much you spent on dry cleaning, and I looked at how much your shirts cost. Why don't you just buy new shirts and expense them to the company? I was never actually reprimanded for that, ever. The firm simply said, okay, this is one of the costs of keeping someone that they wanted within the business. Now, there are obviously guidelines and rules on expenses, but I never really followed them. I can tell you right now, my cell phone bill was more than my salary in some months because I had just called everyone I wanted to speak to. So those three criteria makes you part of the inner circle. Now, if you're not part of the inner circle, it's okay. Not everyone can be part of the inner circle, but you should be you should be doing important work for the firm. And I would say that I was part of the inner circle no matter which firm I joined. And no matter which firm I went to, I was I became part of that circle of influential either when I was an analyst, part of influential analyst, part of influential associates, when I became a partner, part of the influential partners. And I remember sitting down with the managing partner when I was a you know partner and he was telling me some of the partners think that he the managing partner goes a little bit too easy on me and I said look the day I don't deliver the values of the firm and stop adding value to clients is a day you can say that you are going too easy on me so that day eventually came at one point but that's a different story because it wasn't like bad you know everyone has a bad project but my point is this if you're part of the inner circle there are certain ways you resign and there are certain ways you don't resign. Now, I would say that even if you're not part of the inner circle, you resign as if you are part of the inner circle because it shows a level of maturity. Now, I'm going to talk you through two examples of how not to resign and then I'm going to talk you through the opposite of that, which is the way you should resign. So there's the first example. When I was a very young um, principal partner, this is just before I became a director, I was noted for the way I train people. So if you send someone into my team, you, it's well known that they would come up really well-skilled because of the way I invested in training them, mentoring, and coaching them. And one of the things I had done over my career is to pick certain people that I thought had enormous potential and work with them over many years to develop them. There was one guy in particular that I really liked. We worked together very closely. He came into the firm. He was a friend of one of the senior partners, and the senior partner said, look, you know, this guy is very good. I can't ask you to groom him, but I think put him under one of your projects. See how he does, and if you think he has potential, I want you to take him through that, you know, training program that you take everyone through. So this guy came in, and we worked together very closely. We turned out to be pretty good friends, actually. He was a good, reliable person that I could send into clients to deal with the issues. He took feedback well, and I'm a tough taskmaster. We got to know each other very well socially and so on, and we had a good relationship. And he was clearly being groomed to replace me wherever I went up, right? I was probably going to take up some other role within the firm. And everything was going well with this guy. But I had a disagreement with his friend, the senior partner who brought him in. 
And I remember I come in on a Monday morning and I get this email from the senior partner saying, look, I spoke to your um, senior engagement manager. Um, he's about to become principal. And well, actually, he became, a, he became a principal. Yes, I spoke to your principal. And we have decided that he has come to me and said the senior, the, uh, the principal has come to me and said that he wants to move out of the strategy practice and go to the operations practice in a different city. Uh, and this is his personal desire. So I'm writing to you to see if you would be willing to release him ASAP. Um, and, you know, if you could expedite this, that would be wonderful. And imagine you spend your whole, three years, maybe even longer, training this person, grooming him, working with him very closely. And you get an email from someone else, another partner, copying this principle who you've groomed, asking for the person to be moved. Now, to me, when someone does that, I'm going to release them anyway because it's a betrayal, right? They didn't have the courtesy to tell me they wanted to move. So I didn't respond to this email immediately. I wanted to see what the principal would say because he was copied on it, right? If he agreed with this and instigated it, that's a different issue. If he didn't agree with it and he was being forced into it, I would expect him to come up to me and explain it to me. So I didn't say anything. I waited until midday, no response from anyone. Um, I went to even walk past his desk to see how he's doing. He didn't mention anything. So I just decided to release him. Now you could say that's a short-sighted move. I invested so much time and effort, put this guy into some of the most core clients I was working with, but it's a very simple issue to me. Here is someone who knows you very well and chooses to leave, not by telling you, but by getting another, my peer, to write an email, no even courtesy to call me, to ask to be released, even though he knows that I've invested so much time and built teams around him. I released that partner by 1 p.m. that day, the principal partner. I just released him. I said, okay, no problem. We'll make this happen. Later on, I hear that the principal was very upset that I didn't fight for him to stay in the practice. But here's my issue. Why didn't he fight to stay in the practice? One thing you will learn is that partnerships are personal decisions to work with people. And if you breach that trust, there's no chance you're going to work with someone. To me, there was a breach of trust. He didn't have the courtesy to raise this with me. When the email went through, he didn't have the courtesy to discuss it with me, so I released him. I released him, and that was it. He went on to do operations work, which I realized he turned out to be not very happy with, but that's the way you have to handle things. Once you're in the inner circle, different rules apply. It's not that company policy says you can be transferred through an email. No, when you're in the inner circle, you trust people, and you don't expect them to follow just protocol. You expect them to be courteous. So don't do that. The second example is um, I once had someone again who was spending an enormous amount of time training them. I was just spending so much time training this person. I mean, it is. I remember people in the firm telling me, why do you spend so much time training this person? You know, you spend all your time explaining concepts to them, exposing them to key clients and so on. How does this person... Leave the, choose to leave to resign from the firm is to send me an email at 11.10 p.m. at night. And I know why they sent the email at 11.10 p.m. because they wanted to leave in a month. They had, some pers- they had some things they wanted to do and they wanted to leave. So if they did, if they told me the next day, they couldn't have the month that the month long notice that was required. You need to give a month's notice. 
And it was deeply upsetting to me to get an email from this person. Firstly, they didn't have the courtesy to tell me that, right? Um, they sent me an email. They didn't worry about the projects we had running and I had a lot invested in this person, right? They just resigned, expecting us to catch up. It, it was a horrible mess to deal with the fallout because I invested a lot building relationships with this person, introducing them to clients, um, you know, giving them more responsibilities than is necessary for their role, and they just leave. The issue to me isn't that they left. If they had spoken to me, we would have created a plan for them to leave. The issue is they resigned with an email. You never resign in an email if you're part of the inner circle. That's like slapping someone in the face. You never do that, right? They resigned, but what was even worse is the way they acted when they resigned. We couldn't, I couldn't get them to do a proper handover. The quality of work had deteriorated. They were sending slides that were just horrible, not the way we had trained them, right? So how do you resign? Well, you resign as if you're part of the inner circle. First, when you want to resign, the person who you have the key relationship with, you tell them first before everyone else. And you don't tell them you want to resign. You build up to it. You say, look, I know the investment made in me has been significant. I've enjoyed all parts of it. But over the last few months, I've been thinking about leaving. Now, I know that it's going to be difficult for me to leave. So I'm telling you really early so that we can think of some way to make this work. As you notice, there's no ultimatum. There's no, this is the date I'm leaving with, take it or leave it. No, you telling me in advance, I can start planning for it. I'm not going to hold it against you. If you want to leave, it's fine. But work towards it. If you tell me you are thinking about this, I can help you work out a transition plan. But if you come to me and say, I'm leaving, this is it. Or even if you send it, it's worse, don't send an email. Don't get someone else to send an email. That's even worse. And second, irrespective of whether you send an email or tell me in person, don't have a hard deadline saying, I'm leaving by the 15th. You can do that if you're not important to the organization. But if you're part of the inner circle and the relationship is personal and we've vested time and effort in you, you are never going to get your mentor, the person you resigned from, to ever speak to you again. I don't speak to those two people who resigned. I was very courteous with them. And I tell them, look, I enjoyed working with you. If there's anything we can do to help you, we'll do it. Those people have reached out to me since they've resigned, but I've never responded to them because it's a breach of trust. Enormous investment, but they chose to go. To this day, I've never spoken to those people. And these are years later. And you could say it's being petty. It's not being petty. Consulting firms are basically a group of people who agree to work together because we trust the other person will be there to cover, to, you know, to have our back. And when you leave by getting someone else to write an email, that is no recourse. And if you leave with an ultimatum with just a one, one month's notice, even though you know the investment the firm and I have made to develop you and protect you and groom you and give you opportunities you didn't have before, again, the relationship ends because of the way you chose to end the relationship. So when you want to resign, Please, if you are part of the inner circle, don't just get a job and say, I'm resigning. While the firm has processes and will accept it and will smile about it and will say it's all good, the key people who rely on you are going to feel slighted. And if you are part of the inner circle and therefore you are privy to key things within the firm, it's a betrayal within the organization. So don't do it, right? And as always, if you have any comments or questions, I would be you know, more than happy to guide you.